five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, well, let's get over to the news. The first thing I want to say is that we're having a meetup on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, at 2. Got it? And you could have seen something similar to this at at 1222 A.D., it was also on a Tuesday. So 800 years ago, there was a maybe a better uh, better Tuesday. Actually, it was the same number because it was a one in the front. <clears throat> but there, I can't find another one because after that, it gets a three and, and, and et cetera. So it's going to be at least 1,000 years before the next one because the next similar one, uh, 2222 is going to be on a Friday. So come visit and we'll get together on Tuesday, 2222 22, at 2. What? Morning Wednesday? No, it's a Tuesday. Hey, hey guess what? The, the comments are working. <laughs> Don't confuse me with Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to see a client, so I'm all spiffed up. So let's get into the news and let's see what we're talking about. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about this mailer, um, but I'm going to jump to it later uh, when I get to the article. So let's get over to the PDFs. The first thing was I promised you yesterday that I was going to talk about how do I know if how do I know if my direct mail piece worked, right? How do I know, or I mean, how do I know if the Super Bowl ad worked? I'm sorry, just finally got to the article. All these things are layered up on top of each other that you don't see, thank heaven. Um, and so this is a really excellent article by Serge Barwani. And um, it talks about, you know, you can read it two ways. You can read it and say, oh, this tells me that you can get a lot of information about a, about a Super Bowl ad. It was really interesting because it says that, uh, obviously, uh, consumer packaged goods brands uh, makes tons of sense because they're selling, especially if they're selling snacks or soda or beer, you know, that, that makes tons of sense to be on the Super Bowl right then. Um, oh, and if I if you didn't catch it, go over to WDMA.org and you can register or look in your email. We sent you one out yesterday about this 2-2-22 at 2. Anyway, 222 at 22222 at 2. Uh, for so it makes tons of sense, but even so, they're asked the marketers are asked to produce elaborate ROI analyses. And I'm curious about that. But part of it's because it costs you seven million bucks for a 30-second exposure. That's what Coinbase paid, in addition to the uh, retired uh, NFL stars or comedians or whatever it is that you pay to be in it and production costs. Although the Coinbase one I showed you yesterday probably had low production costs. I got I got to believe. OK, but it's a sizable commitment. Uh, so what but, you know, what the article doesn't say, it's a sizable commitment. But what's your cost per thousand? And that's where the Super Bowl ad, unlike almost everything else, really shines because we're still down at the $20 per thousand or whatever, maybe even less for that $7 million. It depends on how many people are watching. I don't know. Uh, I didn't go do the math, but that's always been the argument. If you're selling to everybody, the best 
value is is a show that everybody watches. It's the way it works. Okay, so there's no, it's it's not a it's not a lot of math. But anyway, so how they produce this elaborate ROI analysis is kind of the rest of the the game. Uh, he talks about. What about big ticket, automotive, financial services, travel? Only 5% of the target audience is in, is in market to buy a vehicle, for example, at any one time. Even of your market, of your target market, only 5% are really looking for a car, ready to buy a car. So what we're really doing is we're trying to plant an idea in their head. That's, you know, we're trying to say, oh, Ford is good. Ford's still afloat. Ford can afford to spend $7 million. That's part of what the game is about. It's not about convincing you to buy a Ford. It's about that Ford is still around. Proof of life, kind of like the show. I'm still around. and I'm going to go help a a retailer launch into direct mail with some some effort for the first time in the 35 years that we've known each other. Um, And... You know, digitally native brands are going on the Super Bowl, like Coinbase, whatever, um, because their performance advertising and short-term sales funnel is full of digital, other digital advertisers and other uh, email offers, etc. So they're trying to explore upstream awareness. So, you know, in all cases... If the cost and one of the things about the Super Bowl is you do pretty much know that people are watching at some level. Now, you never really know because, you know, people look away. People run to the kitchen or other rooms. (laughs) Or like our family, we decided that the Super Bowl was not that much fun to watch and too many do-overs. And, you know, the NFL just has huge problems with its own game. Uh, And so we watched, and this was a typical end of the game where an official basically decides the game in favor of one team, hands it to the other team. Um, And so uh, we watched an action comedy. And then, you know, we watched watched a few other things. Okay, so, but one thing that people do is they tap into multiple tracking and measurement ideas. And the way they do it is they get user-initiated behaviors so they look at how many people are clicking on their sites uh, are they seeking out related content on social are they tweeting about it on twitter you know it's all anecdotal there's not a lot of statistical validity to it because we don't know who's watching it and more importantly we don't know who's we know who's watching it and is interested to some extent because they reveal themselves but we don't know who watched it and is completely uninterested so the whole idea of machine learning and all the rest is is unworkable. And so basically, this thing all goes into that hopper and says, as much as you'd like to, you can't really test all of it. You can't test who goes out two days later at retail and buys a six-pack of your beer. Uh, You can see that there's beer sold, but you don't know the causal connection. And that's the flaw in it. Okay, but you might get an incremental boost, but you might get an incremental boost around the Super Bowl just because people are buying beer, right? And you can't easily A-B split. Now, some people go with regional commercials instead, and it's easier to do that split testing, market testing, in, a, in the playoff games than it is in the Super Bowl itself. 
Um, it's much, much more expensive though. So when you when you actually do the cost analysis, you say, you know, we might as well just show it to everybody and see what happens. And to see what happens is <laughs> is very, very limited. <laughs> okay, you'd like to verify for incrementality, but in most cases, you don't really know. Again, you don't know who would have bought without the commercial. And so mm, best you can do is hope that somebody comes to your site and gives you consent to market to them in the future. Although I rarely do that. <laughs> I almost always, when I hit a shopping or commercial site, almost always use a private browser and you know close it every now and then to just erase all the cookies. And it's like, I was never there. Thank heaven. So what else is out there? Well, you could try media mix modeling. Very difficult again, because you don't know who isn't watching and who is. You don't know who's ignoring your, your, your ad. All of these things are can be cured with direct mail, but they're not going to get you on the Super Bowl. So you can't have everything, which is why I've always advocated that even for packaged goods companies, they they establish a way to do regular mailings to prospects and to customers, you know, tick, uh, consumers that redeem uh, coupons or, you know, reach out, get the warranty card, get Get some redemption that gives you a way to connect with your audience. It's not a statistically valid sample, but at least it gives you a research pool. So in that light, since it's since the TV, it's okay that the TV doesn't tell you what it, what's going on. That's the way it was when I started in 1981, and it's still the case. And all the rest of the tricks, QR codes, and all the rest only gives you a peek at who's interested. And it doesn't tell you who would have clicked that in any other venue, any other, you know, clicked any other offer would they have known about it. The value of the Super Bowl and the value of mass media is that it inexpensively reaches a market, especially good when you don't know who the market is. You don't know who's going to buy the next pack of Doritos. Okay, so then we go over to direct mail. Emily Christensen, who works at a direct mail agency. And she starts out by saying email is overused. Um, and can you guess how many unread? I had 57 since midnight. I now have a few more, so I probably have about 70. Um, in 12 hours, I'll have 100, you know, so 200 a day. That's a pretty good average, pretty good guess. I just happened to check. Are they unread because the sender simply outworn their digital welcome? Or are they unopened because you didn't trust the source? Neither, mostly. Mostly I'm busy. <laughs> don't just don't have time to go see another offer from um I've been seeing a lot of oh, I, I registered on Indiegogo for a project I'm I'm working on. Um so I see those, I trust them. I'm gonna do the project, and um, but I'm busy. Or I don't care. It's about stuff I don't care. You know, maybe it's about a, uh, a cruise or something, a travel offer. You know, you can tell what it is. It's not going to be, uh, a, it's not going to be a personal message from my long lost aunt's attorney offering me ten million dollars. Mostly, there's just little or no connection. Somehow, somehow they got my email, and you know, maybe I bought something and. They needed it to tell me it was coming or to pick up the package at the store. But I just don't have a connection. You know, I unsubscribed to Walmart. I 
downloaded the app and to pick up a TV on Black Friday, and that, and that was it. So a lot of reasons why I'm not reading all my emails. And so, Emily, you assumed things that all already got me off track. <laughs> At least make them hypothetical. Don't tell me the reason I haven't opened them. Okay, so lots of marketers are using email and makes it hard to cut through the noise. Okay, but there's another marketing channel that has an open field, which is mail. Postal Service says you only get two pieces of mail a day on average, most families, most households. We probably get more than that. Um, it's easy to see what, but they would know. I mean, they've got that every, that, that they've got that informed delivery and, you know. So it's easy to see why direct mail has such potency. Focus on that message. Direct mail possesses potency, okay? But how do you optimize that? And she says, well, one thing is you have to think about what action you want. Specific value proposition. A solution to a problem, relief from pain point, process of doing things that opens up new possibilities or potential. Tell me what's in it for me. WWIFM. What's in it for me? Excellent. What's in it? In the What's in the envelope? What's in the mailer? What is? And then give me an explicit call to action. Okay? So build your direct mail piece around a call of action gets you an accurate measure of the results. And that's somewhat true. It's always better to have a call to action, right? And give the recipient a next step. Hopefully get them to buy. <laughs> That's a one step is always more. It's really, really difficult um, to get if you run the if you run the numbers, it's really difficult to do a do a mailing to generate leads where you really don't know your audience and then send something else to generate a profit. Very, very difficult. So if you can compress that to one step, it's always better. Or if you use mass media or some other vehicle to get the lead in the first place and then use mail as the follow-up. Much easier to make, make it pay. Okay, so you can have a coupon. You can have, uh, you can, you know, bring a coupon into the store, uh, make it easy to track. The trouble is, is that, you know, it'll only be a certain percentage. You'll never get that 100% trackability this way. You can have an online offer way down here. She mentions QR codes that will give you a better percentage of the people that are interested in going forward. Um, but then she goes to visits, clicks and says, these are important metrics to determine ROI. Well, this is a, a lot of what the Super Bowl has. They're important, but, you know, they, they kind of leave you hanging. <laughs> it's really you want to get to you want to get to the the finish line you want to sell something okay and uh so then she 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 gives one case study sort of thing the ticonderoga mill which is probably something she worked on which which includes an ar level and brought the ticonda mill to life although i'm not a, at all sure <laughs> what it was about so let's go over to the ticonda mill story i got it at double time so here's the package I don't see any uh, call to action in the in the initial opening. Elaborate mailer, expensive mailer. Elaborate. You can put all these little animals in, and then when you when you put your download your AR app, I suppose, um, 
you get to see a video content as part of and it plays a video inside of this panorama that you've assembled I don't see any coupon you know and I can't see so much I can't see any uh, 800 number or what we're what we're after so it seems as though um, they're violating their own principles in in design okay so let's get back to the design trouble is my YouTube channel covers up my PDFs um, so paper size color font image copy arresting design are all things designers think about not and mailers who want to win awards very very difficult to get increased effectiveness by varying these things every now and then if you make the font too small if the offer isn't clear there is no offer then design design in other words is like a hygiene factor for Maslow it's like something that can get you mad because it or something that can make it not work something can sabotage it but not something that will actually uh, improve the response that said I've had headlines that improve the results 20% I've had a change of image on the cover of a catalog improve the results 40% I've had a change of paper in a catalog produce 20% lift amazing actually cheaper paper so you know it's right and it's wrong the lumpy idea she adds the lumpy idea a pop-up or lumpy concept always like that always like something to rattle if you can something that you know what is this this is not just your average sales letter yes those but again don't listen to me don't listen to Emily test it send out make the offer the same make the creative the same as much as possible throw in something that rattles and see if it's worth the extra cost because it's going to cost more right than a flat okay finally she gets to the target audience that was amazing that that was down here so far um, I would say it's way more important um, and then and she talks about all these things to make the mailing more compelling but remember back at the beginning what did she say she said mail is powerful and you know she skipped a lot of reasons why mail is powerful it is 3d you know it's not just that there's nothing else I mean I remember getting a Vermont country store catalog yesterday in the mail here at the office I don't know why I remember it but it's 3d it's heavy you know it takes a little effort to throw away and uh, I also got something to the HR director we don't have an HR director it's a totally irrelevant mailing piece but I remember it okay because it's tactile so mail has inherent uh, advantages besides the disadvantages of email and digital so anyway you know it's an interesting article there's some good ideas it might trigger some thoughts for you but basically test and if you're doing a lot of mass media there's excellent ways to incorporate uh, direct mail down the chain so go over to WDMA.org and subscribe and you get the show notes you can read the article for yourself you can Feel free to comment and, and tell me what you think. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.